Welcome to the Prodigal and the Priest podcast, a podcast about faith, sports, and two friends from different cultures. Here are your hosts, Joey Scansella and Father Paul Bechter. Hello from cold Dallas. It is... It's it's like my childhood all over again. I thought I I thought I left this and now it's freezing. It feels like 1 degree out. 1 degrees? 1 degree. 1 degree. Degree, one degree. is singular. 1 But it doesn't sound singular. right. 1 degree. You know what I mean? It's only 1 degrees. That's what you want to say? Yeah. But Philly people always add S to the ends of words, I know. Right? That's what I wanted you, you to pick up is, on. You, well, I, I'm picking up what uh, you're putting you're, down. <laughs> you're catching what I'm throwing. Um, uh, also, you can tell it's been a while since we've podcasted because when the intro came on, I was thinking to myself, you forgot? I was thinking to myself, oh, it's a little loud in my headphones. And I was holding my phone and I kept clicking the volume button oh my on my gosh. phone to try and lower the headphone volume. And then you realized... That's like, not how this works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could try to move your headphone. No, that's some, fine. Some rust. There you go. Shake, shake the Better? rust off a little bit. Now I can't hear anything. There we okay, go. Right oh, there. This is, yeah, we're so in sync right okay. now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so for those listeners who are not joining us in Dallas, a little cold front is coming through. And I was telling you this before, but pray for me because today is December 22nd. And tonight, I'm joining three friends. So I have a good friend, very good friend, who uh, went to Baylor. And they made a bowl game at 6-6. Six and six. So it's a real <laughs> real exciting one. The Armed Forces Bowl <laughs> against Air Force. Yeah. Oh. oh. Which Air, Air Force, Force might, might do well in these conditions because they don't know they're how to Colorado, throw They're from Colorado, right? Well, yeah, but they also just run all the time. Yeah, they run like a wishbone power three eye, so something like in that. These, like, in these icy... Uh, conditions. I don't know if it's really icy, <laughs> just cold. So he got like four tickets for, I don't know, birthday, Christmas, something. And so he asked a few of us to go. And I was like, yeah, I love football. Cleared it with Nikki. Kids are taken care of. And then I come to find out that it's going to be like minus seven with a wind chill. But, but. Not the coldest game I've ever been to. Mm. 1995, my parents got me tickets to the Eagles-Cowboys game December around my birthday. Mm. It was minus 17 with the wind chill. Eagles were losing 21 to 3. No, back up 17 to 3 at halftime. It was looking bleak, but... Don't worry. We came back. We stuffed. It's the famous game where Emmett Smith got stuffed twice on fourth and one because yeah. the first time the refs were like, oh, we messed up. We want to give everything to the Cowboys. We called the two-minute warning. They stuffed them on fourth and one. Play it again. Stuffed them again. Eagles come back. Win 2017. Best ninth birthday ever. That year, I also got a Randall Cunningham cardboard cutout that i still have in my house and my wife is like why do we have this i was like it's autographed like a full-size full, full size like a seven foot one how have you carried that around yeah i've like folded is it folded well it's it folds it now. folds in the middle just one crease folds in the middle okay one time like one of the kids was like what is this i'm like don't touch it <laughs> Anyway, so it has been a while. Father Paul was traveling. I was traveling. Our schedules weren't syncing. We thought about remote podcasting, but then life hit, you know, all of that stuff. So we're back at it. We're on the last sacrament here today, which is pretty exciting. I'm going to just intro it with this. Hold on. on. Hold on. On Prodigal and the Priest podcast. Marriage. <laughs> Marriage is what brings us together today. So, we're talking about marriage. I stopped paying attention. There was uh, such a such a lapse in so, broadcasting. Don't, well, now you've like revealed <laughs> it. I was going to cut it out no. before, but you know. So, why don't you keep on turning down your volume on your iPhone? Here we go. Okay, so... We're talking about the last sacrament, the sacrament of marriage. Um, 
Interesting. We start off with a question. Somebody emailed us a question ahead of time. I love this Ooh. question. You're going to hate it, I think, but great. Uh, Katie asks, um, no, this was not the right one. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> we are firing uh, on all cylinders. We're, we're going. We're going for it. Uh, uh, uh. It was okay. Here we go. No, Katie did not ask this. Katie asked another question we'll get to at a later point. Katie, thanks for asking the question. <laughs> we'll get to you later. Okay. Person with no name asks, you're married and your spouse is presumed dead. Think lost at war <laughs> or plane crash kind of thing. Okay. So like, what was that movie with the volleyball? I was volleyball? Just trying to think of it. Yeah. Wilson... It's not the name yeah, of the movie. Shipwreck. No. Um, Caddyshack. No, it's not <laughs> Caddyshack. Lost? No. That was a TV show. What is that movie with Tom Hanks? Office Space. Okay. We're going to think about it. <laughs> so think Lost at War, plane crash kind of thing. A few years later, you get married, remarried, right? But then, several decades later, to everyone's surprise, your first spouse turns out to be alive. Is your second marriage valid? Do you have to leave your second spouse to return to your first spouse? What is just? That is the question. Oh, what is just? Yeah, these are these are great questions. Do you think uh, the church <laughs> actually has ever faced something like this? I'm yeah, sure. No, this is this is a real thing. Um I say they're great questions because y'all clearly want want like Father Emmett and not me. These are all canonical questions. Oh um, my gosh! Yeah, I remember studying. I actually, this. I'm I changing this podcast to be <laughs> yeah. with Father Emmett Hall, <laughs> which I saw his parents recently at a yeah. at a little dinner thing. Shout out Father Shout Emmett's out. parents. Great people. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember learning about this kind of thing. It is a category that like you can presume someone dead uh, canonically as well as civilly. I know it's. Like, we know about the civil thing. I don't right. know what the amount of time is, but... Probably more applicable to, like, war. Back in, like, World War II, yeah, those types also, of times. Yeah, but also, you know, like, plane crash. Yeah. Like, that's... Um, I mean, that's, though, nowadays with the technology, that's less likely the plane... And less the Bermuda Triangle. A, I think it's still a, a well, possible... I mean, yeah, less like likely. Like that they're going to go missing? Most of the time, we know when a plane crashes. Yeah, but... Like the Pacific Ocean's really big. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna also look at this movie while you're talking. So go ahead. To, yeah, I'm really paralyzed by that movie. Anyway, long story short, I can't remember the answer. Um, this is a thing. Uh, canon law has treated it. Um, cast away. Cast away. We were so close. Yeah, maybe office space but and maybe maybe Father Emmett lost in space because you're an avid listener or Peter, our seminarian, who's been telling me he's been listening. <laughs> Both of you are smart. Not that Father Paul is not smart, but maybe they could like look into us and get back to us with like, what is the canonical answer yeah. for this? Because you're saying essentially the I, church has ruled on this before. Yeah, the church has ruled on this. It's a it's a thing. And. I honestly don't remember what the answer is and i can't seem to like reason my way through it because it's so it's so weird with our our like very strong understanding of the indissolubility of marriage and like that there's this reality um that's only dissolved by death mm. um but then presumed death yeah introduces this weird variable um i don't know i actually don't know the answer to this all right uh, but it's kind of intriguing. I can prepare. I can I can do some research. <laughs> you could just make up the answer if you want. So, all right, let's go into the the right of marriage. I love when you talk about this. Um, just want to share a little bit. This is one of the sacraments that you actually. Let's talk about the proper terms. Terms you officiate, correct? You don't. I am a witness. You're a witness. Yeah. You don't officiate. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think officiate is like really a church word. Do you have any word. answers today? <laughs> Officiate's not really a church word. Um, can celebrate. <laughs> yes, I can celebrate with the couple being married. <laughs> no, uh, I, I'm the church. church's uh, delegated witness. Um, okay, so explain the, for that for marriage. people. Why is that important to know? So you have ministers of every sacrament, right? 
the priest is the minister of the sacrament of the Eucharist or the sacrament of confession. Or like all of uh, them. Yeah, a bishop is the minister of the sacrament of holy, holy orders, orders or yeah. confirmation. Um, deacons can be ministers of certain sacraments. We've talked before about baptism, where in an emergency, uh, anyone can be a minister of baptism, even if they themselves are not baptized. But for marriage, it's the couple that are the ministers of the sacrament. So mm. they administer the sacrament of matrimony to each other by exchanging their vows. Got it. And uh, canonical form, so what the church says, like, this is this is what we require as kind of a basic standard for, for marriage, um, requires that there be an official witness from the clergy. So, Got it. Uh, priest, deacon bishop, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also all these permissions you have to get as a priest, uh, especially if the wedding is happening somewhere outside of your parish mm. uh, or outside of your diocese. Got it. And I always kind of forget what they are. I just know I need to like <laughs> contact somebody. <laughs> it's like al- always something. pulling the curtain back a little too far <laughs> on these podcasts, but I always forget which one's delegation, which one's permission, and there's all this stuff. But but basically, I just need to let everyone know, like, the the pastor of the parish, which is technically their parish, and the pastor of the parish where they're getting married, right. and the, the various chanceries. Like, everybody needs to know because certain permissions have to be exchanged. Yeah. Uh, unless you're, like, assigned at a parish, the couple belong to the parish, and you're doing their wedding, or right. rather, you are the witness, the official witness right. uh, to their wedding. And we, we kind of have two two sides of it here, and I want to talk about for a moment what is done, if you're familiar, in Mexico with weddings, right? Uh, yeah, so yeah. in Mexico, you would civilly get married first. You would go to, like, the court, mm-hmm. and then you would do the church, like... Uh, celebration of the marriage mm-hmm. separate. Yeah. Explain a little bit. That's like two becoming one. Get what mm. I did there because it's marriage, you know? Yeah. Um, in the United States, that's not the case. We go to the courthouse, like we get a marriage certificate. And as the witness, the clergy witness, like you're validating it like both state and church correct Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so our our kind of setup in the united states and this is true of other countries as well um but it's it's much preferable this way where um where there's no appearance of two weddings because we don't believe in two weddings right? right like that's that's not coherent with our our understanding of marriage but there are some states that don't recognize a church wedding as like civilly binding and that's the case in Mexico. Got so it. in Mexico, you have to like also go to the courthouse, even if for us, like the exchange of vows within the the church's sacramental rites is the wedding, right? Um, and Catholics are bound to get married in that way, and are actually not able to get married civilly mm-hmm. uh, in a valid marriage. Uh, I can go into that further in like situations for non-Catholics right. uh, in a minute, but. In the states, um, every Catholic priest, and I'm sure every every minister of different uh, Protestant churches as well, um, I, I don't know what the requirements are, but I, I know for sure every Catholic priest and deacon is is like legally deputized. I don't know if that's the right word by the state um, right. to perform. Uh, what the state considers to be a civilly valid marriage, right? So, so one in the same Catholic marriage. Um, to to make that good in the eyes of the state, all I do is I sign the marriage certificate as as the witness, and right uh, in the eyes of the state, I'm actually the minister. But and that's why some people who have didn't realize that maybe they weren't living out their faith when they got married. <clears throat> That's why they would do something called a convalidation, right? Yeah. Uh, later on. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, I, I want to though push on that. Like, why I, you said a phrase which is like, "What is preferred?" Mm-hmm. 
Do you, do you not think it would bring some clarity to the mess of the situations we're at with like marriage in regards to like, there's a yeah. lot of people that get married in the church who probably shouldn't mm-hmm. <laughs> and don't really know what they're undertaking and being like, fine, let them get civilly married. Like you want to be on someone's health insurance or whatever the, the benefit or the case is. Right. But right. like separate it. And say like, cause we acknowledge like the church one is, is, is the real one. Like, you know what I'm, I know it's, I know it's such a slippery slope. It's so intermeshed in so many things. So, but I, I just toss it out food for thought. Yeah, no, it's a, I mean, it's definitely a question that I've batted around. <laughs> it's definitely plenty, a question. <laughs> plenty, no, it's definitely a question I've batted around <laughs> plenty of times. Um, would it be better if the church did not require that all baptized Catholics um, be married according to church law. Like if the church gave freedom for them to get married civilly, Mm -hmm. and then if they wanted to enter into a sacramental marriage to do that, would that be better? Because as you said, um, the situation right now is that either people enter into a a church wedding just kind of just because, but without like bringing real faith, Right. Um, or they'll avoid a church wedding, get married civilly. The church doesn't recognize that as a valid marriage. And then that creates some more kind of scandal and incoherence yep. in their life where it's like, wait, now that I'm converting or taking my faith seriously after 20 years of living what I thought was a valid marriage, mm-hmm. I never heard anything. Like I was baptized Catholic, but I never was raised Catholic. Right. And you're telling me my marriage wasn't valid? Like that's a... It's a confusing situation yeah. for people, um, and I I'm certainly empathetic with that, and I've kind of uh, argued with canon lawyer friends um, about wouldn't it be better mm. uh, if so we got rid my, of. So you're saying there's I, a chance? I don't know because like the other side of the argument is, um, like, isn't it isn't it better for us to require what we know is right instead of just like capitulate to the situation. Yeah. Um, The situation being there are a lot of people who are baptized who are never raised in their faith and don't, don't really know what they're doing when they, they make like big life decisions like marriage. Right. Um, It's not an issue if someone's raised kind of within the church, in the Catholic culture and kind of knows what they're, what's at stake. Right. Um, Like that's kind of the ideal situation. That's where everything makes sense. Um. Yeah, but but, what, there, but but what do you what do you lose? So you exactly. lose you lose a certain, and I'm going to use this word because I can't think of another one, but it is kind of the right word. Like you lose a certain coercive power towards the good. We don't like the word coercive because it sounds manipulative right. or whatever. It just sounds anti-American. Yeah, but um, but like the the job of any authority in part is to promote virtue and the good. Right. <laughs> and um, that's why authorities are given uh, whatever power they have. Right. Um, we don't believe that the church has authority given from the people in the same way that a, a state does. Um, the church has authority given from Christ himself. Right. Um, and so all the more so does the church have to use that authority for the good and not give up too quickly. Uh, the church does have power over determining um, like conditions for a valid marriage for baptized Catholics. Yeah. And even if that creates some inconsistent, uh, some, some confusion yeah. um, in certain situations that, that in the United States, I think is pretty widespread, which is why I feel kind of passionately about it. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I, I don't know if like, right. yeah, yeah. If that's, if that's a proportional good clearing up the confusion to like giving up this, this ability to like legislate virtue. Right. Um, No, no, I I totally understand where you're coming from. I just think we're working with a broken system right now in, mm -hmm. especially in the sense of even the best, you know, and like, I believe St. Anne's is great, you know, like, um, we're probably one of the best, like, I don't know, in the country, I'll be prideful and say that, that, like we're 
it, it's it still continues to be though a train wreck of preparing people and getting them ready yeah. and 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 truly understanding it and then to like add a layer on top of it go back to the situation that you're talking about how many times i've heard a parent sit in my office and share and I was 23, 24, 25, like I'm still married to this person. I didn't grow up Catholic or I was Catholic by, you know, by, I'm just watching your mic. I'm not laughing at this situation. I'm just watching your mic. <laughs> He's fall laughing slowly. at the situation. He um, thinks it's a funny situation. Exactly. And so how many times, and you've had it way more than me, but um, you have somebody who's been married all these years, didn't know they got married like <laughs> improperly and like, you know, annulments and like all these things and they might not ever be able to receive communion again. And like, they've had a reversion to their faith. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And, and my heart goes out for them being like, yeah, 21, 22, their frontal lobe wasn't even fully developed <laughs> yet. We're like holding them accountable. And uh, I, I for get the women. It was yeah, right? women, women brains. No, uh, I think everyone's faster. 25, right? No, nah, I think, I think guys, guys are uh, slower. We'll check it. Ask father. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> but, but you know what I'm like, <laughs> you have on. these situations that your heart just breaks being like yeah. somebody was Catholic by baptism, never lived it out made some choices, came back to their faith, fell in love with Christ, and all of a sudden they realize, I'm not in a state of grace with the church, and I might not be able to get to one. So that's the part where I want to push back on, because that is how people feel. Um, and this might come off as kind of aggressive. and Probably. At this point, I don't care. I don't <laughs> care anymore. It's cold outside, and... Um, We're inside in 72-degree <laughs> weather. My hands are kind of, I don't know, still cold in here. But, oh gosh. yeah, feeling... Feeling like going on the offensive here. Okay. Um, so Christ, when you when you come back to Christ, yeah. he might call you to give up a lot of things. It, I believe that, 100%. Um, but there is nothing impossible for God, and there's nothing impossible about living out God's moral law. True. It might not be possible to live in the way that you want to, um, but... This is, I mean, like that's where the cross is, right? Like that's God's call for you to live out uh, this life of holiness, mm -hmm. um, and to like make a make a real change in your life as part of this conversion. So that can look a lot of different ways. I don't mean to be like super aggressive or, or sound judgy. I want to yeah. be aggressive but not judgy. I think that's <laughs> that's where I draw the line. Coercive, <laughs> <laughs> but but like. Um, so, so take the situation of someone who, who has, has been civilly married for twenty years, has a family, uh, three kids, and then comes to faith, and realizes that in the eyes of the church, their marriage is invalid. Like there is a path, the path right. is that's a convalidation path. Right. There's also something called radical sanation, which is a canonical word. I don't want to explain, but sounds really cool or really threatening. Yeah. Um. <laughs> It's just a another way of convalidating a marriage. Coercive and <laughs> radical sedation. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. Yeah. Sanatio means to to clean or to you know right. purify. Yeah. So it's saying and radical means from the root. Right. So like it it's going back to the root of the thing. There was something obstructing. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. This being like a valid marriage, and now that that obstacle is removed, like it goes all the way back, and it's. It's I a, think they actually now. use that term <laughs> when they're talking about root canals. Sanation. No, not the radical oh, okay. part, but the sanation. in like, radice. Uh, and I only know that because I had a root canal recently. Like hey, they're too. talking about, no way. hey, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> they're the worst. Yeah. Um, although I had this great experience where it's like this kind of fancy root canal where in the oh. sense of like, I mean, I didn't feel anything. They put on a movie up on the, on the, yeah. on the ceiling. I was like watching Apollo 13. She's like, you doing okay? I'm like, yeah, this is great. My kids aren't screaming around <laughs> me. I'm like, can I get a root canal every day? Drilling your tooth. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So anyway, going back to it, I, I, I want to validate that point and say, yeah, like we hear in Matthew, right? Like, <laughs> Deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me. Yeah. Right. And so, be before you, you go ahead, before you jump in, like, 
an initial a lot of people run into is like, well, I'm willing, but my spouse isn't. Um, mm. And then it's kind of like, so what are your options? Are you saying it would be easier if I could just like leave? Um, because I can't seem to convert this other person's heart mm. towards something that I've, I've come to believe is, is like life changing. Right. Um, like I think that that is, that's not, that's not the best option. Like, mm -hmm. like the cross is there. It's with this person that you promised you're going to spend the rest of your life with for better or worse. Right. And now maybe it feels like worse because they're not along for like this new chapter, but yeah. So, so what is, what is your job as a disciple of Christ? It's to be there with them in the midst of it. Yeah. And your life doesn't look like you wanted it to. Right. Um, but your, your options are either to like embrace that cross or to say that like, I wish I could leave, but the church won't let me. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that again, it, it feels like I'm sounding judgy when I'm saying that, but I'm, I'm trying to be like really direct about it. Yeah. Um, and maybe you can say, oh, easy for a celibate priest or whatever. <laughs> uh, but right. I don't know, man. Like we, we, all <clears throat> we all have like these, these actual crossroads um, where Christ calls us to choose him. Mm -hmm. um, and it involves great sacrifice. Right. Um, and that can look a lot of ways in marriage, but like, it can have such a tremendous impact on your family and on your spouse when you do choose to embrace the cross. Right. Like in towards their conversion. Yeah. Um, and sanctification. I, I more worry about the situation of somebody <clears throat> who um, they're like civilly married. They have the baggage of maybe divorce, needing annulments, things like that, where eventually they get the word. Now your annulment was turned down, you know, like, and, and yeah. it goes back to what you're saying. I get it. But, um, it, it, my heart goes out for those people that it's like, no, and it, so it, like they long for like the Eucharist, they've like come back to the Lord and being like, and I'm, I'm going to go and, 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 but they can receive the Eucharist. Um, but there might be a sacrifice there that they don't want to make. Right. Like if you agree to live as brother and sister, when you're in an invalid marriage, mm. then you can receive the Eucharist, but it's not something a lot of people want to consider. Right. Um, and maybe it's because the other spouse doesn't want to. Yeah. And that's part of this. Good point. This big cross. But what I'm saying is like, yeah, these doors aren't closed. These are doors that like seem very hard to enter because we have to convert so fully. Right. Um, to, to be able to enter them. But that's, and I that's why I'm so passionate about, I mean, I see <clears throat> kids in seventh grade where teachers are talking to them where heck go earlier in, in my daughter's first grade teacher, parent teacher conference, they're already asking them, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Yeah. Like we're prepping kids for college, which that's a whole nother topic, but we're prepping kids for college in first grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. And yet, our marriage prep in the church is a joke to really say, like, have we prepared these people like to say, like, does their guess mean yes? <laughs> right. Yeah. And so um, that's where I hope we get better in all of this. I just earlier this week to, I don't know, I'm, I got a lot of stuff in my pockets. I'm taking yeah. it out right now. So <laughs> I see him just like <laughs> lifting multiple things out of his pockets um, right now. Go ahead. Just earlier this week, I was on a, a radio show for our diocesan synod. Mm -hmm. um, which we're having a diocesan synod in Dallas. Uh, long and the short of it is that uh, synod might be a bad word uh, if you've been <laughs> like sort of vaguely following church news. Um, but the synod in Dallas is awesome. I'm a part of the preparatory commission. I think it's a real chance to to do good things. And it's a long process. But um, I was on a radio show for that talking about vocations on oh. Tuesday. Uh, on cheating, Guadalupe Radio, cheating on this radio show just, for another another radio show. It was more like show. this one had prepared me um, <laughs> to You're like. To you go ever been behind a mic? To the you feel okay? Stage. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, yeah, yeah, uh, old hat. Um, but this question came up, uh, and it's something we've talked about before. Uh, for for priesthood, you get seven to nine years of formation. Mm -hmm. um, you get like barely that many months. Uh, if that, of if marriage that, prep. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but I don't know. There. So I think we can recognize on the one hand we need better marriage prep, and that's part of what the Senate is for to to recognize priorities like that, so the diocese can like coordinate parishes, right? Um, instead of just like one parish is doing great and one parish is like, you know, it's not even on their list of priorities. Right. Um, without being coercive though. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, Um, but also like there, it is a very different situation, uh, for, for priesthood and marriage. And even what you're describing about like first graders or whatever, that's a very different situation. When people get engaged, they want to get married. They don't want to wait seven years after that. Yeah. Um, even if we had a seminary style system, um, like I, I think that, I don't know. I haven't prepared that many couples for marriage, but six months is six to eight months. Right. Like that's a, Mm -hmm. they're already super impatient and by the standards of the broader culture. So I think better than like, we can recognize we need better marriage prep. Yeah. But I think realistically what we also need is, is better like discipleship. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Like getting on my soapbox, I'm going to say like, we need better like teaching on what it means to date on dating, on asking the whole way. Yeah. 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 Not just the, I think that's how you address it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I'm saying like, we need three years, but once you get engaged, a hundred percent, I'm actually all for because of like chastity issue, if you're really striving for the Lord, I'm for short engagements because yeah. you've done the proper yeah, steps to get too. to that point to I say like I've prepped, like I've prepped. We've had conversations about like money, about children, about NFP, about all these like like big things that you're gonna face. You know, like are yeah. you you think you got a lot of opinions about you know. Um, you know, kids and things like that. I know you don't have a lot of things about kids, but I'm saying for the average person, it's like that time of marriage and prep and all of that. I mean, you have so many opinions flying back and forth and all of that. So I'm for, man, whenever I'm talking to a teenage boy and they're like talking about like, oh, I think I like this girl. Maybe I'll tag. No, put down your phone. Go over to her and ask her out. <laughs> Say, I would like to go on a date with you. And they, most of them won't do it because they're just like, hi. Uh, uh. <laughs> so, all right, let's jump into the right now so that we've box. taken 30 minutes to talk about random things within marriage. <laughs> yeah. Answer no questions. Okay, so we're going to talk about today within the right, uh, within a mass, uh, the okay. right of marriage within a mass. and so Because you don't have to get married within a mass. It is preferable. Uh, that's the clear preference of the right. But there are situations where uh, the church might tell you we can't have a mass with right. the, the marriage. Some of it depends on who's coming. Some of it depends on the religion of both of the spouses. Yeah. Um, actually, I think those are the only factors. Uh, it would never be for like, hey, there's you're in shorter. a small. No, 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 no. You're in a small town and no priest is available and we only have a deacon. No, that that's actually that's a real factor. Okay, um, I I think that could be a thing. That's that's not a case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a case. Like those parishes I talk about when I was on net up in like North Dakota, yeah. Minnesota, like far up. That like they're sharing uh, one priest covers seven parishes. Yeah, you know? and there are some extreme circumstances where you could even get permission to get married without a deacon. Whoa. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I don't know exactly what like that looks it, like. Just in your house? Just kind of... <laughs> just, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. Over Zoom? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be great. Okay, so let's 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 go to the beginning here. So, mm. you know, um, you have the mass that starts normal. I don't want to get into all the nuances of Fair. should, like, people walk in, flower girls, things like that. Yeah, you know, I don't all really that. Care Okay, so... Um, we go through, though, the introductory rites. We go through, um, and stop me if there's any important parts that you're like, I want to zoom in on. Uh, but you have the first reading. You have the song. I already want to stop you. Okay, go ahead. Um, oh, my god! You skip the uh, penitential rite. Mm. And, um, this is one day you're not sorry. Yeah, and <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird for me. The church does this sometimes with um, ritual masses, like special sacraments, Okay, where... 
there's there's other stuff going on that kind of takes the place of the potential right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not not a huge fan uh, for this. Okay. Um, it does seem like it would not take hardly any time, and it would be very appropriate. Um, but just to let you know, in case you think that like the priest is being careless, um, or uh, I don't know, like they just forgot something. Um, the marriage mass does not have the penitential rite. And you sh- should, you begin by should saying, have the Gloria, right? Yes, you do have the Gloria. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think if I remember right, you process in, you yeah, begin with got this. got one here that looks a little funky, but yeah. <laughs> no, you, gre- I've, I've done enough marriages. You, you, <laughs> you say, have this thing that you say about like basically dearly beloved, you know, we're, we're gathered here. <laughs> Mowage. Mowage. <laughs> and um, love. <laughs> and then you kind of end that in such a way that uh, like the Gloria starts. Right. So just practically for me, I'm not normally intoning the Gloria. Normally it's it's a choir or a cantor of some sort. Mm-hmm. And so I have to kind of like inflect the ending of that prayer as I kind of like look over at him and give him like a side nod kind of thing. Because otherwise, this is like awkward. Otherwise, knows it's what. the priest who'd be like, and now let us celebrate this marriage with the Gloria. You no, know, like on this one day of, of great joy. Yeah, exactly. We sing and praise the Gloria. Okay, so <laughs> you got the Gloria. You skip the penitential rite. You have the uh, opening prayer. Everybody sits down. You have the liturgy of the word. Yeah. Uh, liturgy of Normal. the word. First reading, Normal. psalm. Second reading, gospel. Um, homily and then after the homily you have the rite of marriage yeah okay so in the beginning of the rite of marriage you pray a prayer i'm not going to read this prayer it's kind of long on this one but essentially you you lead a prayer and then it goes into you call the couple up and you say um now you're about to exchange your marriage vows the church wishes to be assured that you appreciate the meaning of what you do and so i ask you together in the eyes of the church. And then there's three questions, correct? It says, have you come here of your own free will and choice and without, see, it's coercion, right? <laughs> it is without Because coercion. this one says compulsion. Oh, it might be, co- it might, I, I, I don't, don't remember know. that Have one. you come here freely, right, of your yeah. own choice to marry each other? Yeah, so shotgun we weddings have. are not, not a real thing, right. right? Right. Like there's no freedom there. Uh, for a valid marriage. Also, right. the Princess Bride. Like, that's... Right. That's... Aside from not saying man and wife, yeah. um, like, there's other issues with that wedding scene. Right, right, right. <laughs> then the second question is, tell me if... I mean, I'm I'm going off this. I don't, I don't think it's 100% correctly because it's from, I don't know, some other diocese. Um, will you love and honor each other in marriage all the days of your life? Is that correct? The second question? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, and then third is, are you willing to accept with love the children uh, God may send you and bring them in a, up in accordance with the law of Christ and his church? Yeah. So, anything you want to say about those three things? You're coming really. freely. Those are, those are preparatory questions. You do the same kind of thing in baptisms. Like, you have this sort of preparatory, like, let's just make sure everybody's on the same page. Uh, we're not, like, doing the sacrament quite yet, but... If, you know, if you're not here freely or like this isn't the person you thought you were going to marry. Right. Or if uh, you didn't know anything about like you have to be open to children. Right. right, right, right. um, Then like we need to stop here before we go any further. Right. That's basically what that's for. And that's why it's important. I just had a little side note. I don't know if you've ever been at a wedding I have where they've said, yeah, hey, um, everybody's going to celebrate tomorrow. Make sure... uh, no one celebrating before because you need to be within proper state to like you know yeah. drinking or any of that. Yeah, like, yeah. if somebody not- is is so hungover or so actively drunk that they can't answer uh, these questions, you can't do the wedding. Yeah, you have to make a an act of the will. Right. Um, you have to say like yes, <laughs> right? <laughs> I do. So then there is the declaration of consent. So I invite you to join hands before God and His Church and give your consent to one another. So they join hands, they look at each other, priest says, repeat after me, I do I. take, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you're going to repeat after me. I do take you as my wife for better. Is it so? Is it? There's two options. There's two options. Nice. So, do you know both options? Not off the top of my head. One okay. of them is this is one's like for better, like, for worse, for richer, for poorer, and sickness and health all the days of your life. Yeah, that's what I normally hear. I think there's also the to have and to hold that one. To have uh, and to hold from this day forward, as long as we both shall live. Some like yeah, that. Is that what I think you used? So. No, I'm not sure. Did you make up your own vows? No, can you? No, <laughs> that's that's an so. important question. I was going to ask that. I because I I've heard know. some really beautiful, like, like obviously at Christian, like yeah, yeah. marriages at Christian churches. I've heard some really like beautiful scriptural, like, yeah, really like really beautiful vows written. Just kind of blows we, this out of the water. Yeah, like, but we can't do that, right? I don't remember. It would say in the right if you could. Uh, yeah. Maybe in the front matter of the right, like mm. the introductory norms, or maybe actually in the text. I don't remember ever seeing that, and I would be surprised because, yeah. like, this is the actual sacrament, like this exchange of vows where you're mm. repeating these things, right? And then, um, like that, that is the uh, the the form of Got the it. sacrament. Um, Got it. it. That's like where the priest says. Um, Take this all of you in need of it, for this is my body. Right. Unless um, there's a concelebrate priest. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Celebrant at baptism, whispering the words, we baptize. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, okay. And then, so bride goes, groom goes. Uh, they both say, um, I do, right? Um, and then the priest says, what God joins together, man must not se- separate. May the Lord confirm the consent you have given and enrich you with his blessing. So then there's the blessing of the rings, right? Yep. Okay. So we have the blessing of the rings. You bless these rings with holy water. Altar server gets a little, you know, in the spotlight there. Yeah. Line of fire. Yeah, exactly. Um, You bless them. And then they say, uh, so this one says, this is not the words though. Wear this ring as a sign. Take this ring, right? Isn't it? Yeah. Take this ring ring as a sign of my my love love and fidelity. fidelity. Yeah. In the name of the Father. Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So they each do that. Um, And then you do a prayer for the newly married couple, correct? Well, then you can also have other cultural things. Right. Like the... the, uh, Yeah. Those things. The rosary. uh, (laughs) Yeah. The rosary. the, The lasso. The lasso yeah. and the and the the, the coins. What are they called? The uh, the aras. The aras. The aras. There you go. The uh, lasso and the aras. Cast away. Right. The aras. But some people do bring up a Bible and a cross too. Yeah, you can also do that. Um, I've seen some other things. Uh, when I was a brand new seminarian, um, the priest had agreed to do this kind of like unity sand. Thing, uh, without really I'm thinking so about sorry. what he was agreeing to do. Just like, and, I was not expecting you to say that. And he got up there and there was like pink <laughs> sand and blue sand and like gray sand for the priest. And they were all supposed to pour it into this cylinder oh, together. Oh my goodness. Um, I wish I was at this one. And I was just there as a seminarian uh-huh. like hanging out kind of like, this is weird. And the priest afterwards was like, I should have investigated a little more <laughs> what the unity sand <laughs> to the unity because as, like so, as soon as you hear the word unity sand <laughs> i just I'm, I'm i'm a little leery the, the couple poured in their like neon pink and neon blue sand kind of together and then the priest like dumped his gray sand on top and so like it didn't even mix right and then he was saying afterwards he's like what would it even mean like why am i in the mix <laughs> Because <laughs> you're the witness. Yeah. You're the witness and... Yeah, I don't know. I, so, so like you yeah, can see other Yeah, it's not like things. you have a candle on the unity candle thing, right? Like right. if that's done, it's not like... Yeah. And now the priest lights his candle <laughs> and the three of us light our marriage so, candle. So the only ones in the book for the United States are the rings... The lasso. Uh, the lasso and the aras. Um, I think... I think like crucifix and Bible might be in there as well, but that's a really simple prayer, so it didn't yeah. get space. Um, so yeah. then you then you do a prayer over the newly married couple, and then we do the prayers of the faithful while everybody's still standing. Yeah, it's kind of cool. 
I, yeah. I always try and introduce it as like, and now we'll pray with this newly married couple because they are married from that point on. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, with this newly married couple, we'll pray for the first time uh, for the you know, intentions of the whole church and the world um, and to the prayers of the faithful. Um, and then after that, everybody sits and it's just mass. Just until, mass until, dun, dun, dun. let me see if I get this right, until the Our Father. Right, right after the Our Father, there's the nuptial blessing mm-hmm. where the priest lays his hand, calls upon the present to pray, saying, let us humbly invoke by our prayers, dear brothers and sisters, God's blessing upon his bride and groom, that in his kindness he may favor with his help those on whom he has bestowed the sacrament of matrimony. And you pray over them at that time. A fairly lengthy prayer, right? Yeah, yeah, it's hefty. Yeah, it's it's like the the prayer for the baptismal water. Like, that's mm. a long prayer. Right. Uh, you're going through all... For Easter vigil, <laughs> right? Also for baptisms. Over the oh, baptismal okay, font, okay, 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 it's okay, a similar okay, okay. kind of thing as yeah. the Easter Vigil, but it's like every yeah, time you're water on shows Noah, up. Yeah. You're like, hey, this one time it was mentioned on the offhand. <laughs> yeah. Any yeah. mention of water in the Old Testament, like it's going to show up. Red washed over this, that, Noah's that. Yeah. So yeah. same kind of thing with going a little walk through salvation history uh, for the nuptial blessing, although much shorter. Mm-hmm. Um Side note, uh, shout out um, Jack. <laughs> shout um, out Jack. So in the East, uh, like the the form of the sacrament of marriage mm-hmm. is the nuptial blessing, as far as I understand it. Um, and got it. Like l- much less emphasis on the exchange of vows, much more emphasis on the prayer of the priest. Um, and it gets more complicated than that. We don't need to go into it, but. Um, in the West, we tend to like undervalue mm. the nuptial blessing, right? Um, because we put so much emphasis on the exchange of vows, um, and I think it's it's useful for us to pay more attention to the nuptial yeah. blessing. It's kind of like the blessing, and I know we talked about baptism, but it, it's it man the most powerful point besides my my child's sins being washed away is that prayer over the mother and father at baptism. Yeah. Like these, these prayers are, I just can't take you serious. You're, he's still playing with the microphone. He can't get it to lock. I just, I, I, I don't even know what we're doing. We're good. We're about to hit the, (laughs) there's a lot of rust. We're about to hit the, 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 the music, the, the, well, I don't even know the word for it. What is it called? Outro. The outro. (laughs) We're about to hit it. There's nothing else left. So is there anything else? They take communion. Sometimes they bring flowers to our lady and then, so, okay. Okay. I, I do want to share a little, a little fun, um, a little ditty. Yeah. There was one time when the wedding happened in a, a church other than had been originally planned. Okay. Um, so there was some change in circumstances and, uh, I didn't really know the couple. I was asked to kind of sub in for the wedding as well. And, um, they, they took the flowers. So, so you take the flowers to, to our lady, um, at the end. And it's normally this, this beautiful moment of entrusting like your new family to, to, to marry. And, um, they they went over to this like side altar, which they thought was Our Lady, but I think it was Saint Jude or somebody. <laughs> it was not Mary, and they were there for a while. This really young couple, and then someone finally went over to him and was like, "Over here, over here, different." <laughs> and so like they they like picked took the flowers. They took back the flowers away from Saint Jude. The flowers back and like Saint what? June, patron saint of lost causes. <laughs> so perfect uh, oh so, so amazing i was so far away on the altar i was just like just this like, is just happening right this now. Is, gonna let this, this is amazing let this, this uh, is this is great yeah um, i love those moments too because like these like <laughs> for some brides <laughs> the best is i've streamed a decent amount of weddings you know throughout yeah. covid and so i've seen some things in my life the bigger the dress just the bigger the mess that like bringing flowers to Mary is like the bride is almost <laughs> falling down the steps. The groom can't hold her hand because her like train is so big, like, and, like kneeling down. He can't kneel <laughs> the same kneeler. He's got to oh, stand. The dress takes like, up putting, the whole. He's like putting <laughs> his hand on her shoulder. I'm like, what is going on here? What is oh, happening? So, so anyway, they come back and then you say, I now present 
But this is that's not actually part of the right. No, but it's custom. Custom. That's yeah. It's so it's you can't totally do that if it's custom. Do. Can't do it since they're officially married earlier. Can't do it like. Uh, I mean, I try and so I try and draw a lot of attention to the moment of the exchange of vows. Um, when I witness a, a wedding, um, and like depending on the circumstances, I, okay. Let me preface this by saying. I'm not a big fan of clapping in church. Not really into it. Wait, I like, really? I like what Benedict said about like, you know, clapping takes the attention away from God and puts it on the choir or whatever like yeah, that. Yeah, like that yeah, makes yeah. sense to me. But there are moments where I think it can be really appropriate. And right after the baptism of someone is one of those. Mm-hmm. And right after the exchange of vows is another. Just to like, there, there's something in the right. It's supposed to like acknowledge it, but it, it's like one line from the priest and a line from the people that no one ever knows to respond. Thanks be to God. Yeah, thanks be to God. It's like, let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Something like that. Which, no one says. Yeah, like, nobody says uh, it. And so, like, I always say both parts myself real quickly and then, like, start clapping, but try not to be awkward about it. You're like, Sometimes it works. and Sometimes uh, it doesn't. <laughs> and when it does, like, it's really beautiful because people, like, they need to, like, to express their praise of, of what just happened. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what you're getting at with like a, I now present to you. Yeah. Like that's a sort of more ritual, right. Ritually appropriate way. Um, I, I love celebrating weddings. Um, mm. I, I got a chance to do a lot of weddings at St. Anne, uh, when I was here. And now that I'm vocation director, almost zero <laughs> weddings. <laughs> Weird. Uh, some people have invited me actually. And I just, I don't have that kind of availability anymore to be able to mm-hmm. to commit that far out because my schedule is so random. Right. Uh, but I kind of miss it um, because there's like there's so much joy, and there can be some frustration when you see like like this couple is not well prepared. Yeah. And I wish it were otherwise, but yeah. like I can't stop things where they are right. right now. Usually, um, you can see it on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Being a person who streamed a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> um, they break out the unity sand and you see I, my face just please like fall. Let us, let us make a personal commitment to try to bring this tradition into the church. <laughs> unity sand. Let it, let's, maybe we can petition like Father Emmett or something. Yeah, he can like, be our, our advocate. All right. That's enough on marriage. We got nothing else. Yeah. I could then do people, like three more episodes on this. I, I know. Then people walk out, then photos, all of that stuff. You know, part of the right. The so. reception. I never exactly. go. Exactly. So maybe you'll hear from us next week during Christmas. Maybe you won't. You never know. <laughs> so if we don't hear from you, which we probably won't because you. Anyway. All right. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year. Talk to you soon. Take care. Peace. God bless. That's what I say. God bless. Oh, my gosh. Train wreck. <laughs>